And you're listening to the Bears, Birds, and Brews podcast with your hosts, Asif and Nabil. Hell yeah. What's up? How's it going? And you are Aaron Williams. Yes, I am. Of Crafted Consulting. Yes, sir. And we got beer. Look at that. Listen to that pour. Sounds crisp. That's a beautiful thing right there. That's a beautiful thing. Um, So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Welcome to the Bears, Birds, and Brews podcast. This is a show about Chicago Bears, Atlanta Falcons, and craft beer. Y'all know who we are. That is Mr. Aaron Williams. Thank you all for watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify, Apple, Google Play. Uh, We got a lot to talk about on today's episode, such as the state of the beer industry and the craft brewing industry in response to the pandemic, um, where things were when we started the pandemic, lockdowns in March and April versus where we are now in summer 2020. Uh, We also got some football news to talk about, some Seattle stuff to talk about some falcon stuff to talk about lots of good stuff on today's episode but first things first like we do with every episode what beer are we drinking y'all um so this was brought to us by aaron aaron tell us about this yeah this one is a new contender it is a rotating hop series a hazy ipa from second self in uh, downtown atlanta and and what they do is they basically pick two hops uh they brew beers with them and then they pick what their favorite one is and they brew the next one with that hop, and then have a new one. So it kind of keeps going and going and going. So uh, this one has Idaho 7 and El Dorado hops. Uh, okay. You know, juicy floral hoppy. Packing a punch because it's a yeah. boxing premium. And um, um, this, is actually, this is kind of pretty easy drinking as well. It's mm-hmm. not like, it's not too heavy. No, it's not. Um, it's not super hazy. Um, I like to call these unfiltered more than I do hazy because I think hazy implies it's just opaque and you can't yeah. see anything. It's it's you can see there's there's a you know it's a little bit of clarity in it, but it's not super super uh, hazy out there. But uh, yeah, it's got um, let's see, it's got six and a half percent, so pretty easy drinking beer. There we go. There we go. Crushable, crushable. There you go. And um, we did actually crack one open before we started. Uh, tell us all about that one. Yeah, this is from uh, our friends at Contrast Artisan Nails. So, shout out to those. Not guys. too far down the road from here. No, absolutely. Shout out to uh, to my to my friend uh, James and uh, Chase down there. Sunrise, Sunny's IPA. Uh, it's a Galaxy and Pink Boots Ben and Citra IPA. Again, five and a half percent. Super easy drinking IPA as well. So. Uh, I guess we're kicking it off on the IPA yeah. front, but we've got some dark stuff in there too. There we so. go. Oh yeah, just going the natural progression of things, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. All right. So as we're drinking, um, Aaron, catch everybody up. What have you been up to? Oh man, it's it's been crazy. Uh, you know, it's it's. I think everyone's, of course, has their story about what's happening in the in the COVID uh, lockdown, and uh, you know, I distinctly remember kind of you know a life changing event almost for me was was, was this lockdown. And, uh, you know, I remember being at work and of course, previously I worked at Monday at Brewing, uh, working in marketing there. And uh, I remember seeing that they, ACC, a uh, basketball tournament got off at, at halftime. Right. That day. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is crazy. That was nuts. Yeah. So, um, so we basically kind of figured out, I was like, all right, well, let's figure out work from home, you know, yada, yada, yada. And like, okay. So I just grabbed a few things and went home thinking that we'd be, you know, back in a week or whatever, or less than a week. And then, you know, like literally immediately, like almost after that, um, I didn't bring basically furloughed the entire staff. And so I was on furlough for about five weeks and um, I was able to do some thinking and kind of able to do a lot of, a lot of kind of soul searching with my wife and I. And, um, you know, we're lucky. Eve's got a great job. My wife, uh, she's awesome. Um, works for uh, USA Today Gannett. And, uh, you know, she worked hard doing, doing covering stories, covering video uh, for, for uh, USA Today. And uh, she was working from home, just working crazy hours because you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in the news. 
And um, we kind of realized, we're like, kind of crunched the numbers, realized they're like, you know what? Um, we got three kids and uh, they all have different levels of, of needs. And especially with digital learning and having to do with all that stuff, we're like, gosh, you know, our life, the way it was before was kind of unsustainable. You know, um, I live in Gwinnett. And so it was a two hour drive for me to go from my house to work and then another two hour commute coming back. Yeah. Know, Cause it's cause traffic is crazy. And we're like, you know what, when this whole lockdown thing happens, like we can't do this anymore. So ran the numbers and we're like, you know what? We're good. <laughs> if, if we just kind of, if I just kind of backed off, kind of took a back seat and helped out with the kids, became the house husband and did some consulting work and um, not have to go into work every day and just basically be a, be a dad more, more than anything else. And so uh, went ahead and about, I guess about a month ago, a month and a half ago, took the jump and uh, started doing uh, some consulting work full time. Nice. Yeah, so Doesn't that seem like forever ago? It does. It really <laughs> does. You know, I was just thinking about it. It's uh, first of the month, of course, is kind of billing time for us. And I was like, gosh, I've done this three times now. So it's, you know, it's, it's kind of weird. But it's just, yeah, March seems like forever ago. Now we're running into July, the second half of the year. And yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, it's like, well, it's crazy. first of all, congratulations. You know, Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, this is awesome that you're doing this and uh, look, you already picked up a couple of clients, which is amazing. So, yeah, it's been great. Um, you know, I kind of, uh, reached out to some people that I've known across the industry for, for a few, uh, for a few years now. And, um, you know, I'm working with, uh, the guys at dry County brewing up in Kennesaw and I'm also working with second self brewing in, uh, in Atlanta as well as a couple of other clients that I'm kind of working with too. But, uh, but it's really cool. You know, it's, it's, it's able, I'm able to kind of guide them and work with them. And I always kind of say that I'm, I'm crafting consulting is, is kind of like a middleman, so to speak. Where yeah. It's like, you know, that you've got a lot of marketing things to do. You know, you, there's so much to do these days with social media, um, website design, doing like product launches. You, and you want to make sure that you're doing it right. There's so many breweries out there for competition. Like they want to kind of, you, you kind of want to be able to raise your hand and say, Hey, we're out here. We're making great beer. And nowadays with so many breweries, it kind of gets lost in the shuffle. So, you know, who's going to do that for you? And for a lot of breweries, it's like, well, their owner can't do it because he's doing owner stuff, right? right? <laughs> he's doing eight million things. And I can't hire a full-time guy. You know, it's like, I just can't afford a full-time salary to, 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 for someone to do that. And I don't want to hire like some intern or some part-time person to, to do it. So, you know, I kind of help step in the step in the forefront there where it's like, all right, you know, you got somebody who's a professional, knows what they're doing, yeah. spend a few hours of, you know, on, on this kind of stuff and actually thinking about your marketing and your marketing strategy. And then you can just do owner stuff, you know, and the tavern can do tavern stuff. And I'm like, okay, this is what you need to do and organize things and, and hopefully make sure that their, that their uh, products and, and their brewery is kind of, uh, kind of portrayed in the best light, gets to get the word out there for some of their new releases and kind of get the hype going and hopefully kind of build their business that way. So nice, nice. No, like, Hey, that's awesome that, you know, you saw that, you know, you could do something like that and you went about it and you're already doing it. That, that's amazing. <laughs> Especially in this climate right now, that that's yeah. the other amazing part. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a little scary. It's funny. Entrepreneurship does not run in the family. Um, I, you know, <laughs> My dad was crew in Navy, uh, you know, my parents, or my grandparents always worked, you know, the, the 30, 40 years in a, in yeah. a gold watch, everything. It's like, I've never had an entrepreneurial person in the family. So yeah. it's weird. Uh, no one runs in my family either, yeah, but it's just, it's just it's, running. It's weird, but it's like, you know, it's like, I've got some, some leeway, but it's like, you just kind of keep up and just keep going, yeah. you know? And, um, yeah. And we'll see what, see how it works, you know, and we'll, we, we'll give it a, we'll give it a while and, you know, maybe a couple of years down the road, I'll have to actually get a real job again. But uh, in the meantime, I'm going to enjoy uh, doing what I do. It's great. Nice, nice. Um, 
So with, you know, all these breweries and everything mm -hmm. that you're working with right now, you may know, may have the best idea of the current market of like, in the breweries. Like, you know, what is the current market of breweries in Atlanta in in the United States and just in general, like, yeah, it's, it's, it depends. Um, you know, and I think, and, and it's, it's been very interesting watching the news and kind of and seeing what's, what's been developing, you know, across the country, it's different. You know, we've got COVID-19, you know, wreaking havoc in some States, some not so much. We've got governors and, and governments locking down certain States, others kind of being a little more open, like we are here in Georgia and then other States like Texas, you know, just locked down their bars and breweries again. Yeah. You know, they were open for a few weeks and they closed them right down. Um, here in Georgia and here in the Atlanta metro area, I think everything is slowly starting to come back. Um, I think most of the breweries are open. I think all of them are, as far as I know, or at least in some capacity. Um, the ones that have some seating space are, are, are doing so, again, cautiously, a lot of open air seating. And then and if they have any indoor seating, they'll socially distance from each other and do that kind of thing. Um, I know, for example, Contrast, like I was there the other day, they don't have a lot of space inside of their tap room. So they basically just have a to-go stand. Yeah. And that's it too. Um, a lot of folks are still relying on that to-go tap room, uh, to-go model from their tap room. Well, it's proved to be profitable mm -hmm. with some breweries, right? Yeah. And it's been a great way for them to kind of just uh, put all that product in cans and let them, you know, go. And, and, you know, there's, it's not the, not the greatest climate to do that here in Georgia. You know, there's a lot of States that allow del delivery, for example, right. we don't have that, but you know, it's been really cool to see that. And it's, it's, you know, it's a way for people to support their local breweries without having to actually go in and buy a pint. They'll go in, you know, buy a case and say, yeah. Oh, this is awesome. And then come back in and, and it all goes back to the breweries, which has been great so far. So. Right. And I've seen like certain apps like yeah. pop up. Like, I don't know what the, how old this app is, but like craft seller has been blowing up everywhere right oh, now. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Craft Cellar is great um, for new releases. And that's, that's a really great app for beer nerds in general, um, because it, it, it kind of gives them a, the first run at a lot of the new, uh, the new, new and the hype beers that are kind of out there as well. I know Eric, the, the president there, who my name dropped. So, oh, <laughs> snap. but, uh, but yeah, hey, no. hey, how about you bring Eric on? With I can, you? I, you know what? I absolutely can. I have next time. We're more than, I'm going to have to do that. Um, cause he's got really good beers. Um, there we go. But, um, but yeah, so stuff like that where you can kind of order online or at least reserve your bottles online. Yeah. You know, we're kind of all, all the breweries are kind of finding different ways to do it. Um, you know, when I was with Monday night, we kind of used our merch app. Uh, that we'd usually sell shirts and hats and all that kind of stuff to actually sell beer to go. So a lot of breweries have kind of done that. They've kind of pigeonholed or jerry-rigged the, the system so they can like actually sell beers <laughs> to their merch online. Is that, uh, there. is that back with the old loophole with the uh, beer tastings where you buy a glass and you get six free beer tastings? Uh, it's a gray area. <laughs> Let's put it that way. No, you are only officially allowed to buy 288 ounces of beer every day, anytime at breweries. Interesting. Interesting. So, um, Right. Okay, so this is completely off the wall, mm -hmm. um, not on the agenda, so you can throw the agenda away. Don't throw it away, actually. Okay. But, so while your time in quarantine, yes. what was like the best beer that you found, rare beer you found or had? Oh, because gosh. a lot of stuff happened. Like there was that um, Modern Hops Festival that was supposed to happen, mm -hmm. didn't happen, and then all the beers went into the market. Yeah. Like what, what was the crazy beer you had during? It was, it was really funny. And you, and you mentioned that, you know, it's, it's, you know, the modern hops guys had their day of the juice and of course that got canceled. And like you said, they had, there was in the spot where they had all of those beers lined up ready to go and nowhere to sell it. So right. you, yeah, you saw some crazy beers out there. 
Um, you know, my friend uh, Tiny at Lincoln Field Station had the similar situation where he had his Tiny Palooza, and it was going to be right at that same time too. And of course, he had kegs with all these crazy beers too. So, one of my favorites that I saw down here um, is that I was able to see Bissell Brothers down. Yes, here. yes. And I, uh, my family is all from Maine, so mm-hmm. I'm a huge Bissell Brothers fanboy. And just to see Bissell down here and see Substance down here just yeah. made my heart warm. I was like, this is great. So yeah, it hasn't been back since it's gone. No, and it's gone, and it, and it won't be back. Uh, yeah. Maybe until next year's Day of the Juice, something like that. But um, but yeah, it's it's one of those things where where what happens is I don't know if you how technical you want to get into this, but for uh, a festival like Day of the Juice, for example, so let's say Bissell Brothers says, okay, we're going to send two kegs down um, for you guys for the festival. Well, it's not a lot more for shipping if you just send a whole entire pallet of product down there. So what a lot of them will do, will say, okay, you know, along with the two kegs of the festival, we're just going to fill this pallet up with substance or whatever the beer is. And then you guys can go ahead and sell it because, you know, you've signed a temporary distribution license here in Georgia. And then that's how they farm it out to a bunch of different uh, um, bottle shops across the state. And it's a good way to yeah. build brand loyalty too. Like, it, oh, I like had that at the festival and yes. now I can get it here sort of deal. And, and also for the, for the, for the, uh, for the bottle shops too. It's like, right. you know, you yeah. walk into to a certain bottle shop and you're like, there's ninja versus unicorn or there's a Definitely. you know there's a there's a Bissell brothers there's all these crazy beers here how'd that get here and that, and that raises the reputation of that bottle shop too so some so. foreshadowing right there for y'all well right right before that happens um i did want to just bring up um a couple other breweries that i saw come up through i think i don't know if it had anything to do with modern hops or if it was just a timing thing but like new anthem mm-hmm. brewing project places like those they're popping up in everywhere I see right now, and they're making awesome stuff. Yeah, and I mean, it's funny. It's, it's shout out to all the Modern Hops guys, uh, Eric and, and the crew there, that uh, uh, they do a great job. I mean, yeah. it's, it's – We've had them on the show. Well, we had Eric on the show yeah. before, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and, I mean, you walk into some of these bottle shops, like, where did you get that? Or yeah. It's like, I've got friends. They'll text me a picture. They're like, is this any good? I'm like, um, yes. yes. <laughs> I'm like, you know, so, so it's like all this crazy stuff that comes in, and it's those Modern Hops guys. Uh, you know, kudos to them just doing – uh, little drops of, of uh, beers from great breweries across the country, bringing in some great beer from Georgia. It's fun. All right. Well, if since we're foreshadowing, um, whoever wants to crack it open, um, Asif, since it's yours, want to do the honors? There you go. Yes, so, um, like Aaron just mentioned, Ninja vs. Unicorn was, uh, or Pipeworks was one of the breweries I was at. Uh, Back to the Juice Fester was going to be featured there. And then they just put out this release, the Ninja vs. Unicorn versus Haze. Um, so we've actually had Ninja vs. Unicorn on the show before, uh, Pipeworks is a Chicago brewery. And when I went there, I brought the original Ninja vs. Unicorn back, um, for the show. And this is a hazy version of that classic beer. And I'm pouring these out. I'm going to top them all off in a second. But I got this from Stout Brothers in Roswell, which I don't know if you've been there yet, but that's a great uh bottle so, shop aaron has not broken eye contact with that beer yet <laughs> i love this can i mean it's like a holographic can art um yeah, yeah you guys I'm, should... I'm again I, i'm biased towards my georgia and my main breweries but pipeworks is, is right up there for me too I it's a it. chicago it's brewery so as a chicago podcast you know we got to support the chicago breweries as much as we can and uh this is ninja versus unicorn versus the haze um and let's see what else i can find on this uh is it a little sweeter than the original one and it might be again because that haze uh, yeah because of what they're putting in there as well but um it might be a little sweeter no like it's not like over overwhelmingly sweet but it has like a little sweetness taste more amplified maybe Um, that's that's you know what i mean the the flavors i think i feel more amplified a little more dank a little bit more 
Uh, again, a little bit of that sweetness to it because of the malts. I think maybe this, they're maybe leading in uh, to make it hazy. And this is an 8%. Yeah. So solid, uh, which you'd expect. I love fantastic. this can art. Mm. This is excellent. Pipeworks is a cool spot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, actually, when you came to the show last time, I was going to Chicago like a few weeks after that. And you gave us some recommendations for breweries up there. I didn't get to make it to Mars, mm-hmm. but I did go to Moody Tongue, which was super fancy, actually. I, I was not it expecting is. that, but it's super fancy. It's more like a brew pub is what it seemed mm-hmm. like. Um, but that place was super cool. Did you have the cake? Uh, so I was actually, you know, I do the stand up thing. So I yep. went there to have a quick beer before oh, I went okay. to Second City to do some stand up. Um, I would have liked to spend more time there, but uh, I just kind of squeezed it in. Gotcha. You ne- know next how? time you got to try the cake. That's, you know what, the beer is great, but that chocolate cake. <laughs> oh, man, that <laughs> sounds excellent. Uh, well, Portillo's chocolate cake is also awesome. I don't know okay. if you had that. No, I have not. Uh, Portillo's chocolate mm. cake. Um, don't be turned off, but their secret ingredients mayo. It's in the chocolate cake. I'm down pasta. with that. Absolutely. Yep. You know, I'm. All right, I'm down with this beer though. This is excellent beer. If you guys can find this Ninja versus Unicorn versus the Haze, get it. Right. Bring us some more, please. Yes, <laughs> yeah, they, they had a, they had the original Ninja versus Unicorn at um, that's me at uh, Lincoln Fill Station, one of my spots uh, in, in Gwinnett, and I sold. I bought. I bought the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, right <laughs> um, all right, so we're gonna get back into beer in a minute. Mm-hmm. But let's let's talk a little sports. I mean, um, yes, you're wearing a Mariners jersey. I'm wearing a Bears shirt. Asif did not get the memo, but it's all good. That's all right. Um, let's let's start with some recent football news. Cam Newton signed with the Patriots. I don't know about you guys. I knew this was going to happen. I, I just there's so, no way the Patriots are going to start the year with Jared Stidham at quarterback. So did you see the carousel that like if, when it was broken down? No. So so let me break it down. Okay. So Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. went to Tampa. Okay. Jameis Winston, former Tampa quarterback, went to New Orleans. Teddy Bridgewater, former yep. New Orleans quarterback, went to Carolina. Mm-hmm. And then to close the carousel, Cam Newton went to New England. That totally makes sense. Like everyone just kind of just square danced and went and like do si Yes. <laughs> it, it's, you know, it, no matter what happens, it's going to be a super interesting season if you're a quarterback fan in the NFL. Yeah. Because so many of these great quarterbacks have switched teams. You know, you've got these guys, you've got, uh, you've got, you Phillip know, Rivers. Phillip Rivers, you've got, you know, like you said, Bridgewater coming into, into Carolina. Nichols, um, maybe. Yeah, Ish. Nichols, who, whoever's <laughs> going to put, uh, you know, a quarter, be a quarterback in, in uh, Jaguar, to the Jaguars. There's a lot of weird transitions and changes um, in the quarterback position. You've got, again, you've got guys like Brady, Breeze. Rogers getting older, and you've got guys like Jackson and Mahomes uh, kind of hitting their peak. So it's like you got this crazy transition in the NFL with the most important position on the field. With this Cam Newton is only 31 for those of you keeping count at home. Yeah. So, I mean, he's still relatively – probably arguably closer to his peak than that, I would say. Granted, even though he's had injuries, yeah. age-wise, I mean, I don't he's know. still he, relatively young. Like, because um, of his injuries, he seems like an old 31. But, like, hey, he took a year off. So we don't, we don't know what he's going to be next year. Sure. You know, I mean, again, at his best, you know, you put him in, the, in that category of, uh, you know, some of the best quarterbacks, especially for his, his age group, like, yeah. like a Russell Wilson type of thing. You've so, got those guys coming through. So and this, w- what people aren't remembering is that Josh McDaniels did have Tim Tebow in Denver, and he did make him a capable quarterback to take him to the playoffs. And Cam Newton is a little better than Tim Tebow, last I checked. Approximately. A little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but so I, my question to you guys is, 
how good do we expect Cam Newton and the Patriots to be? I mean, are they back in the Super Bowl conversation potentially like they have been with Tom Brady for forever? I say no, only because for the longest time, the, the Patriots had five to six wins guaranteed in that garbage AFC East. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every single year, they just got six wins. Again, worst division in football. I've said it for a long time. But the Dolphins are not terrible. Nope. The Jets are not terrible. And the Bills mm. are pretty darn good. Playoff so, team last year. I, I, I would maybe – I would throw the Jets as terrible for now. Uh, the terrible-ish. Uh, until, but, but, but they're not so garbage that you're like, that's an easy win. They look, could give them a game if, they, if everything falls into place. But I think look, Sam Darnold's terrible. And they have the benefit of you know, continuity uh, uh, in the COVID era. I, the, I like Sam yeah. Darnold, but he did get mono last year. And with the global pandemic, with corona going on, sure. I can't count Sam Darnold in. Okay. How do we know he didn't have COVID, actually? Just, uh, you know what? It possibly yeah. it could have been. Yeah. It's because it started in New York City. I mean, kind of went through. I thought it started in your hometown, Seattle. It just started, it started in the West Coast. I'm sorry, but then there are a lot of cases. <laughs> but so. Yeah, New York was a hot spot at one point. Either way, though, yeah. so the, I mean, the AFC East, def, I would think the Patriots, maybe because they're the Patriots anyway, were the favorite in the AFC East regardless. And then with sure. Cam Newton – I would think they are undoubtedly the favorite. So, but I think they also, you know, again, I would also put the Bills up there as well. I mean, they upgraded with they've got Diggs now. They've got they've always had a pretty good defense. You've got another year of yeah. Allen kind of getting up, getting his feet under himself. You know, I think I think the Bills and and the and the Patriots will battle it out. But in the end, it's the Bills. So the Patriots are going to yeah, win that division. Much. How good. mad is every other team, or how scared is every other team in the NFL, knowing that hey, man, we could have had Cam Newton. You know what? They they shouldn't be because if you wanted Cam Newton, you could have gotten Cam. But but they didn't, and then now he goes to Bill Belichick, and it's like, oh my god, Bill Belichick is a genius. But he could be like the Phil Jackson going from Jordan to Kobe, and obviously Cam Newton has a lot more to prove. But just in terms of star caliber quarterback, he's got he's not missing a step. I would say. Who's he gonna throw to? Uh, Julian Edelman, uh, Nikhil, was it Nikhil Harry? Nikhil Harry, yeah. I know yeah. Brady hated that guy. But yeah. He's, he's got some skills. He, he's yeah. a, he was a, he was a first-round pick. Georgia Bulldog. Yeah. That's true. But, yeah, that's the thing. I feel like it's going to be more of a run offense. Now, mm-hmm. the, the other thing, it's only, I think, $1 million guaranteed. Yeah. I'm not counting out Jared Stidham yet. I'm still not counting. Well, again, you know, you can't with 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 Cam's injury history. You know, hopefully uh, he's better. You know, and yeah. I, I wish him, and I hope I really do. I hope he, you know, he plays all 16 games and has a great career and a great season. But with his injury history, he could be down in training yeah. camp. Yeah, I, I, I'm not counting out Jared yeah. Stidham right now. I still have Jared Stidham as day one starter uh, until I know what Cam is. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. That um, is interesting. I. Um, well, the only other thing I want to say about Cam Newton here is, do we expect him to? mold and become the Patriots offense in the sense of does he become a pure pocket passer like Brady was or does Bill Belichick adjust the system to fit his new quarterback who could in theory probably still run the ball if he needed to I mean he's a big dude I think it'll be adjusted uh the the thing is um going back to what Josh McDaniels was in, in Denver he had a quarterback already who was not very accurate now he has a more accurate quarterback than Tim Tebow but hey Cam Newton is Cam Newton plays the way Cam Newton plays. He's not your prototypical pocket passer. He can he can pass out of the pocket, but he's going to need that one two go receiver. You know, whether it be like a Greg Olson type at a tight end, which I don't know if they have right now, or Sony Michelle who can play the McCaffrey role. I think. Mm-hmm. 
and that'd be interesting. I, you know, I think I think Sony Michelle was has been criminally underused so far. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that develops. If, and because be keep in mind too, to your point, Aaron, keep in mind that Bill Tom Brady always made use of his receivers. I mean, there's random guys who like Legarrette yeah. Blunt was used effectively. Sony Michelle maybe been underused, but you got Lendell White who is James White. You know. These guys were good for a little bit. Yeah, Deion Branch was Super Bowl MVP with Tom Brady. I mean, I think I don't think that Cam Noon is worried about the receivers that he's not going to have because the system facilitates that. Hey, you go through all your reads, you go through all your progressions, and you know you stick. It'll to the be game interesting. Plan. Yeah, I think so because I really, you know, I I think no one's ever going to talk about this, but I think that there really was a a a uh, an annoyance with Tom Brady um, with his teammates pretty much the entire maybe last year and a half with them. I mean, you could see it on the sidelines. Basically, you know, he threw to nobody else but Edelman the yeah. entire season last year yeah. and it bit him in the end. And so it'll be interesting to kind of see that now that that's not a thing anymore, if he can open it up a little more, if he can open up a playbook and maybe get it to three, four receivers, as opposed to, again, just that one. And, you know, and again, we're not talking, we're not even talking about the other side of the ball and the Patriots right. defense is Lockdown. Yeah, um, I, I'm not worried about their defense. Yeah. I, I mean, they're so my initial thought was before this happened, I and I still think this might be in play. I thought um, Bill Belichick was gonna get Trevor Lawrence next year. Mm-hmm. I thought um, there was a chance that Stephon Gilmore was gonna be traded, and it was gonna be a rebuild for one year. And I don't know what's happening right now. Just Asif, what's going on? Ice and stuff all over the place. Well, you, well, you know what his favorite song is, right? Ice, ice, baby. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> well, so I just want to show you my high school prom picture here once. And I'll see how awesome it Before we go, it, it, it's just you and a keg of beer doing the it's prom dance. I had the lines on the side. That's pretty dope. Nice. Well, before nice. we go deeper into the beer or into the sports world, because we got to talk uh, some Seahawks. Your Seahawks, we got to talk 100%, about yeah. in a moment. Um, I'm gonna let you introduce this one because you brought this. And so yeah, so totally... so I'm super interested about this. This is Schoolhouse uh, over in Marietta. Uh, and it's called Stouty McStout Face, which is a 10% ABV. Oh, perfect. Stout, of course. It's on nitro. So the one thing I'm interested in on this one is I've never had a crowler of nitro beer before. Do we need to take safe measurements and do I need to you crack it open in a trash can? Just in case, I think we'll be okay. And the bill will be right back. Yes, but I've never I've never had a, a, a nitro stout on uh, on a crowler before. So let's see how that how that works. Oh yeah. So. And then real quick, so tell people about Crafted Consulting in case mm-hmm. they missed the beginning part. Yeah, sure. Uh, so we are a, a fully functional, mar- fully uh, rounded out marketing firm of me. Uh, to do. look at that, perfect. Good job, Thomas, um, and the crew at Schoolhouse. Uh, but we, there you go. <laughs> but no, we do uh, all social media marketing, uh, website redesign, um, development of uh, product launches. Um, and I always say like kind of all the little things that you need when you're doing marketing, but you just don't have time for, or you don't have someone that you can really kind of afford to hire. So, so and I can tell you for people listening at home or wherever, um, being a social media coordinator is like more than a full-time job. I mean, it's a lot of hard work. It's, hard, it's yeah. extremely difficult because it's not just tweeting and this. And that. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. So when you've got a professional like Aaron, um, who is now willing to offer his services to craft beer consultants uh, throughout the state of Georgia, you need to take advantage of this. It's crafted consulting. That's why Aaron's on the show. Aaron, like Cam Newton, was a free agent until he got signed by Schoolhouse and Dry County and Contrast. Well, see, that's the best part. I mean, like, hey, the Bears can't get Cam Newton and the Patriots can't have Cam Newton. But you know what? All the breweries can have Aaron. 
Right. It's, it's kind of crazy. You're hired. Hell yeah. <laughs> so that's why you'll listen to Bears, Birds, and Brews featuring Schoolhouse Brewing specifically right now. Yeah. School's out for summer. By the way, I love their cans. The composition it's notebook composition cans. Notebook. Yeah. And, and have you been there before? You been the place? Uh, I have not been there, but I've heard. I've, this is not the first beer I've had by them. So, but this is the first stout I might have had by them. So, like their office doors are like wooden doors with like the uh, the the window that you can't see mm. through, and it's got like the little metal. It's kind of like your 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 principal's office window from back. Oh, in the nice, day. nice. It's got those. It, it's it's so cool. So and nice. Where is this located? Uh, they're in Marietta. Um, I don't know the geography of Marietta very well, but uh, they're kind of. In, a, in an industrial parky type of. I was about to say they so, wouldn't be in East Cobb because it's not, closer to where I live and no. it's not close to my house. But I think they're closer to like around the Ironmonger. Yeah, area, that's what I'm saying. Kind of the so old like Ironmonger or the park. new one, or is that right next to each other? I think they're right next to each other. Okay, too, cool. So, so but by the way, just I, I don't uh, school is not one of my clients. I just like the beer. So oh, nice. yeah. Did, nice. I just want to make just confirm. Thank you. And although if you guys want to be one of my clients, there you go. I mean, because y'all make good beer, and if y'all need, would you technically be a client? Would you technically be like a substitute teacher over there? Oh, I totally could be substitute right? teacher. Yes. Yeah, because exactly. it wouldn't you wouldn't be a teacher; you'd be a substitute teacher. Oh, with the things we used to do, our substitute teachers back in the day. I don't think I want to do that. Sure but you have experience teaching now in quarantine, though. That's true. I do. Um, yeah. Let me tell you something, guys. Um, digital learning is not for the faint of heart. Um, shout out to all the teachers out there because oh, yeah. all the essential workers tough. and all the teachers. And all the brewers, I feel like yep. breweries are kind of an essential business, really. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not an expert, but that's my expert opinion. I drank more on this quarantine than I ever have in my entire life. Oh, yeah. I gained like 15 pounds. <laughs> I mean, a muscle? Yes. I'm, I'm trying to yes. keep the, the, the beer drinking down to <laughs> one a week with this show, mm-hmm. but I'm also drinking enough beers today for like three nights of drinking in a week so like it kind of averages out i mean it's a celebration there you go exactly it's a celebration. Oh, yeah. um but no aaron is back and we've got a lot to talk about um specifically well we talked about cam newton mm-hmm. where you want to go straight down the agenda in the bill yeah um so y'all um seahawks draft yeah that was so first of all um we never discussed a draft with you like did you enjoy watching the draft and it was like a weird it, the funnest thing for me and I, and I really enjoy enjoyed this because you got to see everyone's houses yeah, yeah. It, that was the coolest thing okay, about it okay, i love the, that the best house belongs to cliff kingsbury oh yeah my he was, god he was trying to be you know he was trying to be you know hipster. Like, like my god his house is amazing oh yeah absolutely you know but you're in phoenix too so. also also it was like mid Mid spring Phoenix and he has a firearm. Like it's it's like 112 outside. Well, it depends, I guess. But even if you get up a little bit further up in the elevation, it's still you it can be a little bit cool up there. Yeah, least, you know, I've got people that used to live in Arizona tell me that that's true. Cold up there. That's true. Like, oh, that's true. It's it is a desert. Arizona. Yeah, but it was great because you know I think it was really cool because you saw an entire cross section of, and I don't want to get deep too deep in this, but of of the country. You know, you got to see guys who were coaches and kind of upper class, and he had these big huge houses and and and, and other things that were like some of them were like you know lavishly adorned and other ones like you could tell he was like just in a spare room somewhere with a with a with a folding table and yeah. his kids like drew a picture of like, the <laughs> logo you know whatever which is great and then the people who were getting drafted you know you could just see like them in their living rooms and their homes their families and stuff i thought it was really cool yeah i, I, I mean honestly they do they did a great job for what they were left with and had to scramble i, I kind of hope they keep doing it every year just like this like i i don't really need the draft to go city to city and have everyone in that draft no i just just have everyone be at home. No, it was I, you know, like I said, I just thought I thought it was more fun that way. It, it really it was. Just, it was. It was. It was cool to see, and uh, 
you know, I, I dug it. So, so what do you think about your draft picks? I mean, I, uh, I, I, uh, <laughs> I mean, Jalen Brooks. I love Jordan Brooks. All right. I love Jordan Brooks. Jordan Brooks, not Jalen Brooks. I don't necessarily like him where they picked him, but I get why they did it. Um, the dude is a ball hawk and he can hit. Um, it looks like he's going to be um, the heir apparent to KJ Wright. Um, I don't know if he's going to be able to make it this year or not. This might be his last year with the Visit Seahawks. Okay. But, um, Ball hawker just can hit people exactly the kind of uh, kind of uh, player the Seahawks like. Seattle's drafts are always weird because they are. you just don't know. Well, so you know? so I want to congratulate you. I think this might be the first year you guys didn't trade out of the first round, and it, and it's never a trade out of the first round for you guys. I no. feel like it's um you go from twenty five to twenty six, it's, it's and then twenty six to thirty two, yeah. and then thirty two to the mid second round. It has been the most. It's so <laughs> frustrating being the Seahawks fan on draft day because you're like, all right, they're picking sixteen. And I'm like, all right, cool. You get ready. It's like you know, 12, 13, 14. Oh, they traded it down. And then they traded it down again. It's like it's eleven <laughs> o'clock at night. You're like, I'm, I'm like, really? I just haven't seen any of this. So yeah, so so you kind of, kind of, as a Seahawks fan, you just kind of assume they're going to trade out. Right. So actually, having a first round draft pick was cool to see. Yeah. So my personal favorite pick that the Seahawks did was in the third round, mm-hmm. getting Damian Lewis. Yeah. I, first of all, he's a, a giant of a human being. Second of all, he was a part of the best team in college football last year at LSU. And now you finally have someone to help with the protecting the interior of Russell Wilson. So They need all the help they can get. Yeah. Um, I, I do have some concerns because the projected starting lineup now is, is new. Three-fifths of it is going to be new. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne Brown's going to be kind of the anchor at left tackle. And then you've got Mike Ayupati. Don't know if he's going to be able to start or not, but he's going to be starting at guard. But everyone else is gone. There's there's three new and, – and, and offensive line, of course, is such a, a hard thing to have. you got to have a gel. You really have to be a unit. So, and with no training. Exactly. With no, like, off-season. No off-season, uh, training camp, no real kind of way to, to get them in shape. That's kind of one of my biggest concerns uh, for this year is, is how that offensive line is going to gel. Yeah. I mean, and, and, but the thing is, it can't be worse than last year. Last year, last year was bad. Yeah. Um, it wasn't as bad as watching the defense. Just watching the Seattle defense was an exercise in absolute futility. It was maddening. Just because, like, all you could do was just hope that Russell Wilson can save that team. <laughs> I mean, seriously, seriously. I mean, you take a look at that team and you watch those Seahawks games. And tell me that Russell Wilson is not the most valuable player in the NFL. He's he amazing. single-handedly won that, seven or eight games. That. that 49ers game – I remember last year, and it was literally just back and forth. The back Monday and night forth. overtime. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I that would was, say I don't. I don't remember who won. I feel like uh, the Seahawks won. The Seahawks, Seahawks won. won yeah. Okay, but then they That's lost when they, in the playoff game, like literally with three inches to go. Yeah, um, because we have a 180 pound tight end. We can't push <laughs> into the end zone anyway. Which is should have given a Marshawn <laughs> again, right? Well, all right. Actually, so we talk about 28 to three on the show all too much, but. We've never been able to talk about the Patriots Seahawks Super Bowl. I'm trying to block it out of my mind, but it's okay. That's fair. Yeah. So, well, oh, um, we'll just w- maybe one word answer. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the Patriots Super Bowl loss and not hand? I mean, the Seahawks Super Bowl loss to the Patriots and not handing it to Marshawn Lynch at the goal line. Um, understandably maddening. It's two words. I'm a we'll just hyphenate okay. it or something. Yeah. I, I get what Pete Carroll was doing, but a lot of times Pete Carroll gets too too smart for his own good. You just hand the ball to the dude. You're first and goal. You're on the one yard line. Hand the ball to your beast. Let him push it in. Two times, three times. Then you pass the ball. Which is, I mean, that, that's what you do. That's it. So 
Which is, you know, I've always said about that particular play, I think it's a better defensive play than it was a better offensive play. Oh, 100%. Yeah. He did a fantastic job jumping that, jumping that pass. Yeah. So I think that's what it comes down to. And we'll see what happens. I mean, ironically yeah, we know enough. What happened. Well, ironically <laughs> enough, the one team that I think everybody in the league is scared to play, uh, no matter what the circumstances are, is the Seahawks because they have their brand, they have their mm-hmm. reputation, and obviously they have Russell Wilson. Yes. Um, so ironically enough, the Falcons were founded on this day in, what, 1965? Yeah. So it's the Falcons Founders happy Day. Happy birthday. Uh, happy, we don't have to talk about birthday. the Falcons off season. We can, but I think maybe more interesting enough is September 13, 2020, which is just a couple months away from now, the Falcons and the Seahawks will hopefully be squaring off for week one in the first game of the NFL season. Uh, how do you feel about that? I, that? That's the first game I'm planning to go to uh, nice. as, you know, as a, in this post COVID era. So I'm hoping it goes, it goes as planned. Um, I'm optimistic. I think, I think again, I, I like what the, what the Falcons are doing in the offseason. I really do. And I, I like, I think I like the acquisition of Gurley more than a lot of people do. Um, mm. I know, I know. Um, well, I'll say that, on the show, and the bill and I disagree. Okay, yeah. I'm okay. I'm not ecstatic about Gurley, but I'm I'm not upset about it yeah. at all. I yeah. think I think Ridley's a breakout star. I think he's gonna be okay. fantastic this year. Um, you know, Ryan can get the ball. I, I like uh, the the new the new tight end they've got. Hayden Hurst. I yeah. don't know if it's an upgrade over over who they lost, but it's still not a bad deal for them. Um, you know, defensively, I think they're fine. Um, I still like the Seahawks' chances in this one again. Um, because Russell Wilson's the best player on the field. And so if he's the best player, if you've got the best player on the field, I think you always have a chance. I honestly, I can't disagree with that. I mean, there's no quarterback and I love Matt Ryan and obviously Drew Brees and Tom Brady are great, mm-hmm. but there's no quarterback. There's no team where I look at like, who's the one guy on the other team that I'm just, I don't want to play against if I don't have to. And it's honestly, it's Russell Wilson throughout mm-hmm. the whole league. And I mean, I over, Mack, over Pat Mahomes. I mean, Pat Mahomes is good for sure. Um, and he's obviously proven it this year, but I think if you look at like the last four years, Russell Wilson has definitely been that guy. And, and I look at Pat, Pat Mahomes, and I look at you know I look at, look at uh, Jackson, I, Lamar Jackson, the same way. They're fantastic. They're phenomenal quarterbacks, and I think there's they can't take anything away from them. But their supporting cast is so much better than what Seattle has put up on the field. Over the That's past true. Years. They have had garbage on the field with the with the you know you've had other than Lockett. And other than uh, you know a, an unhurt uh, an unhurt running back uh, Carson, they had nobody. I mean, nobody has really been out there who's the stud wide receiver. I think DK Metcalf could be that person. Um, yeah, he's, I think he's poised for a breakout year this I year. I like Metcalf. He's, oh, he's a beast. The dude's a beast, and I don't know why they were able to take him so late, but um, nope, they're going to take him. Be <laughs> happy with it. Um, you know, and, and Will Disley is a great tight end if he stays in the field, but. He had that Achilles injury, right? Twice, twice. Twice. Yeah, he's he's shown all the results of breaking out. But you know, we've got uh, we've got Olson now, um, and that's going to help. And there's a kid out of Stanford they they took in the fourth round. He's hurt right now, but I think he may be. He's a tight end. Tight yeah, end. tight end. He's like yep. six seven, some ridiculous size. But um, but but no, but most of the time, he hasn't really had anybody to throw to, and he's making these guys very you know. Colby Parkinson. Colby Parkinson, yes. So um, you know, he's just making he's just willing this team to win. You know, it's just he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He runs when he needs to run. He passes when he needs to. And he just was consistently makes those amazing throws. I mean, that throw that he made to lock it, I guess it was like week three or four in the corner of the end zone. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. It's one of the best throws I've ever seen in my entire life. I do I remember mean, that one. You literally had 
two or three inches to, to, to thread that needle, and he nailed it. I mean, I, when he passed it, I thought he was throwing it away. I'm like, there's just this, you just throw it in the corner and throw it. And I do I'm remember like, that pass. Unbelievable. Well, I've always said that. I mean, always, and at least when he started playing, at least. But Russell Wilson has a perfect touch. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy, I guess, and maybe it probably comes from playing shortstop, so he knows exactly how to sure. throw the ball, you know. Him depending. and Mahomes, both former baseball players, yeah. right. kind of known yeah. for that. And, and they're able to throw it at different angles, too. They're not, Definitely. They're not the, you know, traditional quarterback, yeah. drop back at the perfect elbow angle and throw it there. They're able to throw it at and weird angles. And off the even then, I would still take uh, Russell Wilson's touch because I think his touch is more refined, whereas Mahomes is, I mean, he's got a lot of arm strength behind that. You know, and I think Mahomes will get there. It's just, oh yeah, it's, it does. It take you know the first couple of years, um, Mahomes and Wilson look very similar. But again, over the years, as he's gotten older, he's been able to kind of refine that touch a lot more. And he's gotten that you know in year five, six, seven, eight, as opposed to when he was much younger. So well, yeah. very good, Asif. Well, uh, the only thing I was going to say is I think the true test for Mahomes will actually be this upcoming season, um, because that's not to say that he's not the best you know, MVP or whatever that, that he was in the Super Bowl this year. But when you're young, you're kind of naive. So you just kind of focus on the task ahead. But when you have, when you have the target on your back, like Russell Wilson and the Seahawks yeah. did after being the Broncos in the Super Bowl, and then they couldn't repeat because of what we just talked about, that's when you show – that's when you see how good these guys really are. When you, ev- you start getting those Madden covers. You start getting those State Farm commercials. Because now everybody is looking for you, and and they have your your game circled on the calendar already. Uh, I don't know. I feel like the target was on his back last year, but from Mahomes, yeah, yeah. But it's only that much more now that he's won the Super Bowl. I mean, that's at least my thought on it. He can just he just learned how to read defenses last year, so let's see. Um, so so we were talking baseball, but before we go baseball, it's going to wrap up football real quick, and we're going to do this a lot quicker than we were supposed to on the agenda. Uh, Aaron. Yes, Who's sir. the starting quarterback for the Bears next year? Uh, Nick Foles or Mitch Trubisky? You guys should have signed Cam Newton and let y'all should have done. That's what I said. That's not an option, sir. That's not <laughs> That's an option. I mean, you should have brought Trillium, but that uh, wasn't an option. Uh, next, next <laughs> Boy, I tell you what, I think you go with a horse that's got you there until you say no. I mean, I, Where'd the horse get us, though? It got you nowhere. I mean, <laughs> Trubisky until week four. I'm going to give it hmm. to week four. Trubisky week change. four, and then uh, then it's Nick Foles. Then you make a change to Nick Foles. All right, cool. It, it, it will depend. I mean, if, cool. if, the, if the Bears three and one by then, then then yeah, you, you ride that horse. But if they're one and three, two and two, then yeah, we can bring in and make that change. Okay. All right. So, but you have Mid, you have Mitch starting week one. All I right. Do. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. And spe- and he'll be at Seahawks Falcons week one too. Hopefully, fingers crossed. I hope so. All right. Now we're going to baseball. All right. So. First of all, I want to celebrate a day. It is my favorite day of the year, and it's going to be tomorrow. Today is June 30th. Tomorrow is July 1st. July 1st is my favorite day of the year because it is Bobby Bonilla Day. Asif, do you know what Bobby Bonilla is? Yeah, it's the guy with the Mets who still gets paid for not being on the Mets. Yes, he gets paid a million dollars. He's been out of the league for 20 years? Yes. And he's still getting paid. Until 2030. That's amazing. Until 2030. I want that job. All right. So, yeah. so yeah. quick question. Does anybody know who brokered that deal? I would say Boris, but I'm sure I'm probably wrong. Nope. Uh, it, it, it wasn't brokered by Bobby Bonilla's agent. It was okay. done by the Mets. And they had an outside consultant who gave them, who helped them do this. Any ideas? Three. Can I get a hint? Two. He's in jail. Three. Two. Pete Rose? 
Bernie Madoff. Oh, that's fantastic. That's amazing. <laughs> that honestly, I couldn't have come up with a better answer than Bernie Madoff. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's excellent. That is so nuts. Bernie Madoff that. brokered that deal. <laughs> you know, I, I always have to say, like I'm a Seattle Mariners fan. The Seattle Mariners are probably one of the worst franchises in majorly in major sports in the, in the Northern American continent during my lifetime. But you can always make fun of the Mets. So yeah. I mean, terrible. well. I can make fun of the Mariners too, but just because it's so heartbreaking. Can, can oh, yeah. you can you just go over the Mariners? Two was it two thousand one roster? The two thousand one roster that that won all those games. And, yes, uh, yes. So we had let's see. So we had Edgar Martinez. Okay. Ken Griffey Jr. Oh, well, it's good guy. He's Alex good. Rodriguez. Pre 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 steroids, uh, I think. Pre steroids. Randy Johnson. He's okay. Jay Buner. Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, let's see who else we have. Uh, we had um Randy Johnson. Was Ichiro uh, there at that point? Ichiro was not there oh, at that point. Oh, damn, my bad. But we had him. We had Jamie Moyer, who was a hmm. solid pitcher. And then uh, my man, who I've got the jersey on right now, actually, is Kazuhiro Sasaki, which was one of my favorite players of all time. He was a closer for the Mariners. Okay, okay, okay. And he was, again, from Japan. He was in his 30s. And what he would do is he would basically go on road trips, would go to, to sushi and uh, sake joints, get drunk and smoke cigarettes all night long, and then come right back out and just shut people down. That's was, pretty awesome. He was awesome. I love Kazuhiro Sasaki. So you know what him. that reminds me of? Yes. That reminds me of the famous Tony Kukoc story. Have you ever heard the famous Tony Kukoc story? No, no. All right. So this is, um, uh, you know, we, we did talk about The Last Dance a lot. I'm assuming you watch The Last Dance? Yes. yes. Okay. So Last Dance, um, one of Tony Kukoc's first um, games with the Bulls, Steve Kerr's like, I guess it was post him getting punched in the face. But yeah, Steve Kerr's like, hey, Tony, let's go out to lunch before the game. Tony's like, sure. So they go to a restaurant. Steve orders a salad and like a water. You know, we have yeah. a game coming up. I'm going to have something light, a little salad, a little bit go. of meat. That's about it. Tony orders three-course meal, dessert, gets an espresso. And then Steve's like, Tony, dude, I mean, we got a game in like two hours. What are you doing? He was like, yeah. In my country, we eat big food, go back, take big shit, play a great game. <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's hilarious because, again, I, um, back in the day when I was actually in shape, I, I played rugby for several years, and I was able to play rugby with some guys from, from different countries. And I remember there was a couple of guys that played that were from Fiji, and these dudes were huge, and they were fast, and they were strong, and they would beat the crap out of you. And every, more, every time before a game, like we are Americans, we like, you know, do our warm-ups or do our stretches or doing the whole thing. They're sitting on the sideline smoking, drinking a beer. <laughs> and then we proceed to start playing and they ran circles around all of us. And it's like, really? It's like just, I mean, oh. So it's a different mentality oh. and I totally dig it. And I wish I was able to do that. <laughs> all right. So Asif did reach into the bag of wonder and pull yes. out something that looks pretty awesome. One of my favorites. Tell us about this. Uh, this is Dry County's Bone Music. It's a Russian Imperial Stout. Uh, that they have, I believe it's 11% uh, bourbon barrel aged. Oh, and um, with vanilla beer. Like, I've actually had this before, so I'm super happy you brought it back. Thank super you. Super delicious beer. Um, do you know why they call it bone music? I do not. Please explain. Okay, so here's the thing. So back in communist Russia, um, of course, music was banned and uh, pop music was banned. So what people would do is they would actually take and they would pirate or, or steal music from the West, press records, and do it and sell it like you know on the black market in, in soviet russia and the best uh the best uh, uh oops uh, the best um uh material to do that with was x-ray material so huh. they would take old used x-rays and press them into records 
from bootleg records from the West to sell in, um, you know, in the flea markets and things like that. And so, Interesting. and so you would come up with a record and they would have like someone's broken leg or, you know, someone's lung or something like that. So they would call it bone music. And that's, that's, that's awesome. the way it is. So, so yeah, it's from Dry County up in Kennesaw. Um, super great guys. They've got a fantastic brewery out there. They're making some really good stuff. And these there. are some of your clients. They are so. So yes, truth be told, they are my clients. Um, oh, yeah. Cool thing about Dry County is they're actually the first brewery to actually have it hold both a distilling and a brewing license in the state. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. So they make vodka. They make some spirits as well. They make some uh, some brown liquor too. So th- this says it's um, aged in bourbon barrels. Yes. Now they can't make bourbon because it's not technically a bourbon if it's made over here, right? Um, you know, it would be a whiskey. So they're probably getting those bourbon barrels somewhere else. I don't okay. 100% know that, but um, but they can make. Yeah, they can make. Um, you know, I guess I guess what do we call it? it? Wouldn't be bourbon, but it would be. Uh, it'd, it'd be, be like whiskey, a whiskey. It'd be like whiskey. a it'd be like Jack Daniels. Yeah, like and they and they do do some of that brown liquor as well. So um, do they do they age their beers in their own in their own whiskeys? Um, I do not know that answer. To with you too but I, I wouldn't surprise me if some of them were but they're not good to crack yes go for it. You, um, but they're not brewing a spirits in that i don't think in that bulk right now so they're not able to uh to to kind of get the get the uh the barrels they need so they're probably coming from a broker or they're blending it with some other ones as well which is what a lot of breweries will do too so but um but they did a great job with this one steve anderson's the head brewer here at uh, at dry county um i want man i want to try the sour the neon light or whatever oh there's a neon neon yeah, yeah. that's really good too and i tell you what i mean it's it's such a basic drink but it's so freaking good they make a, a blueberry lemonade vodka mm. and it's in the can so it's a uh, blueberries uh, lemonade and they put their own house vodka in there too it's so good put it over ice it is it is delicious. <laughs> oh, yeah. Again, it's super basic, but I, I absolutely. Love I may it. have to hit up Dry County um pretty pretty soon. Pretty yeah, soon. And like I said, I mean, it's like I said, it's up in Kennesaw, so a lot of folks in Atlanta kind of forget about it sometimes. But uh, mm. but they do some really good stuff up there. Okay, the vanilla is very present. I, I do love that. I mean, I would consider this on the boozy end when you're talking about eleven point one. You, I feel like you can taste that like right away. One hundred percent, you can. Yeah, you can definitely feel this one. But um, it's this everything is, you want. I mean, it's really nice. No, this is this is a solid beer, um, which so is yeah. Go it, for it, it tastes though. similar, similar, <laughs> familiar to a different stat I've had before. Like mm-hmm. it has like a, the profile of like the imperial stout. Like I guess that's what I'm tasting. Yeah. But you know, it, it it meets like the um, it's good, it's very good. Yeah, yeah, well made imperial stout. I mean, you know, and it's 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 for for a pretty basic adjunct free, relatively speaking, imperial stout. You know, it's it's they are going to kind of taste similar some sometimes, but um, it's just in the way it's made. It's just yeah. really well made. It is stout and it's tasty, even though it's ninety degrees outside. It's still, it's cool. Makes me happy. It's, uh, it's cool well, in here. Yeah, I think technically it's raining out there, so that's good. Um, I like that too. Speaking of, and I'm, you know, is is it time? Oh it yes. Time? Uh, well, oh, baseball time. Baseball time. Well, we were semi in baseball before, Always but yes. Time. All right, so Buster only said there's a 0% chance that baseball finishes its season. What do y'all think? I mean, here's the thing, you know, and I think we can start off with all the optimism in the world. And, you know, they've got taxi squads. They've got all this, you know, these redundancies in place. But what happens when, not if, you know, multiple players catch this and they've got to shut things down? It's like you can't – just say, okay, well, on Monday we're playing a game, and then Tuesday, oh, three of our guys tested positive for COVID-19, but everyone else has been exposed to it, so you're going to shut down the entire, you know, or just take those three guys and get them out of here, or do you shut the entire, I mean, it's just, it's such a 
I don't know. I, I do not see, I am, I'm excited because I love baseball, but I just, again, I'm with Buster on this. I don't see how it can actually work right now. The, the other thing that I think baseball did to like set themselves up for failure I think it's like 60 games mm -hmm. in 70 days or maybe like 75 days. Yeah. I mean, I was there are no days off. No, And I was reading with the Mariners is like the Mariners are planning on getting a six man staff. And I'm sure a lot of the other teams are yeah. doing that as well. Plus a deep bullpen and their taxi squad. Cause I guess you can move guys back. And yeah. yeah. Too. We've got a lot of starting pitchers in there too. So it's like, yeah, they're probably going to run. You're probably going to run, you know, 10 deep in your pitching on your starting yeah. pitching staff. And, like but that. like, you you did not plan for any days off. You didn't no. plan, and that's the thing. Like, okay, if if okay, not if when mm -hmm. someone gets COVID, that's gonna it's gonna it's gonna impact your entire staff. Yeah, it's gonna impact your entire team. If it's if it's the pitching, if it's a pitcher, that's probably even worse because not only does it impact, it impacts every pitcher on your team because yeah. they literally all hang out together in the bullpen. And even if it's not a COVID-related thing, what if it's a rainout? What if you have a three-day rainout or a two-day rainout? That's true, too. What are you going to do? You've played 15 games in a row, then all of a sudden you're going to play four doubleheaders, I'm like, and then go back to play another 15 games? I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you just can't do that. It, it wasn't well-planned, and it, it, it's not going to end well. No, and again, I, I've been on this earth a little bit longer than you guys have, but I've found if, if Major League Baseball can find a way to shoot themselves in the foot, they're going to find a way to do oh, that. 100%. Oh, definitely. I think we've actually uh, talked about that on the podcast before. They cannot get out of their own way. They have had, they had the opportunity to be the only sport going for about a month and a half, and they completely screwed it up. Well, baseball is about to have a reckoning because basketball is going to be played in the summer going mm -hmm. forward, most likely. 100%. And once that happens, like, baseball is not going to make the money you used to. No, and then, you know, up north, they're playing hockey now late, too. So a lot of those yeah. northern teams are not going to care about baseball yep. either. Yeah, saves hockey. Which is well, not really. a perfect transition <laughs> to our next topic. There we go. Um, before we go there, though, I just want to ask you, because we've talked about it real fast. If the World Series winner this year, if we get to that point, does it count? Does it yeah, not count? Let me ask you, because this, this actually impacts you a lot. Because I, Seahawks, I mean, not Seahawks, Seattle hasn't won a World Series, right? I haven't even been to the World Series. So if, it's been great. If Seattle somehow, I don't know. I, don't, I think King Felix is on the Braves now. I don't even know He how. is, yes. If Seattle somehow, some way wins the World Series this year, yes, is it a real World 100%, Series? 100%. I will take it. I do not care how it – they play a two-game series. I will take the win. So I just want that trophy. So let me ask you a follow-up question. If the Braves win the World Series this year, is it a real World Series? Yeah, I think so too. If I, the I, Cubs I, I, win the World Series, is it a real World Series? Yeah, absolutely. If the Yankees? No. No. <laughs> No, I, I mean there the has to be a line somewhere. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, I'll, I'll draw the line of Yankees and Cardinals. So Yankees, sorry, Cardinals. Yeah. So sorry, Ryan, but I'm wearing my Mariners jersey because I saw Ryan wear his Cardinals jersey too. Oh my guys. God, Ryan! So Ryan Goodward. Yeah, I can't. I can't like let that go <laughs> without, without that. So it's fine. Shout out, Ryan Goodward. I still owe you a beer, Goodward, don't I? Okay, yeah, you do. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about that a while ago. That's my fault. That's my fault. I'm gonna hit you up more often. We'll blame COVID. Uh, I'll just blame me. It's all good. I, I, listen, I, when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I well, I've got it. a lot more spare time, and I'm, I'm up, in, up in that area. A lot I will definitely else, hit so, you so up. We'll definitely hit up, and we'll do that. All sure. right. Uh, so did you see what happened with the NHL lottery? I did. And, you know, it's funny for me because, again, I'm a lifelong Seattle resident, and I grew up watching the Vancouver Canucks on Canadian TV. So I grew up a Canucks fan. Interesting. And I have no idea how I'm going to be able to root – for the Canucks or the new Seattle franchise. I'm so torn oh, yeah. right now. But Are they going to be the same division? I believe so, yes. Um, and it's going to be so strange for me. But, but until it happens, I'm a Canucks fan. So 
So seeing that they've got the number one or the potential for the number one pick, I'm pretty stoked about that. Yeah. So, so the Blackhawks win, but I don't, you know, but Blackhawks can also get. So for those who don't understand what we're talking about right now, the NHL lottery happened over the weekend. And when the lottery happened, there was a slot that had a 2.5% chance of winning, which was a question mark. Like mm-hmm. there's no team that's associated with it because that based off the play in for the new playoffs are happening. So the Blackhawks can get it. Um, a so, lot of playing yeah. teams can get it. So, so, so basically, it boils down to a pretty good team is going to get the number one. Pick. Exactly, and I'm and so like I'm kind of like conflicted. I'm like, do I want the Blackhawks to maybe win the Stanley Cup? Well, the kid that's supposed to go number one is supposed to be just an absolute stud. Yeah, that's so, why I kind of want them. And you know yeah. what? We're going to get against Edmonton and possibly the best young player in hockey right now, and. Shout, yeah. out to, shout out to Jack Michaels, by the way, the play-by-play guy for the Edmonton Oilers. I went to college with him. So. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Jack. He's the man. Good anyway, guy, Jack. Yes, he's a good guy. He spent years in Alaska, in Anchorage, <laughs> in a minor league hockey before he actually got to college. You know what? Edmonton. Shout out to Jack. Good for him, man. Listen, shout out I, I to give Jack. him all the credit in the world. He's a great guy. Yeah. You make it through, you make it through. That, that, that's, mm-hmm. that's pretty badass. You know what? Jack, if you come on, I got a beer for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, when, when they when the uh, when the Edmonton Oilers come in town to play, oh, they can't. Oh no! Uh, what about the fire? Oh wait, no, they can't have the fire either. Thra- no, the Thrashers. What? Uh, do the Gladiators play the Edmonton? <laughs> would be amazing. I would love that. This kind so of so many fights would be great. Um, not necessarily on the agenda, but another rapid fire question for you outside of football, because I think that's probably mm-hmm. the ultimate answer. What sport are you most looking forward to watching after? You know, in the after everything starts to resume, I'm going to throw you a complete curveball here. Do it, lacrosse. I'm excited for lacrosse. Boom! Exactly. I, I knew it. Yeah. And um, wait, because of your son, my son. Yeah, so my son's playing. Uh, he's in high school. He's going to be a junior now. My God, I can't believe it. But uh, he's playing summer lacrosse now, and uh, so I'm excited to actually kind of come in. And, you ever uh, been to the Georgia Swarm game? My son played on the junior swarm team. Last uh, year, yeah, those he, games are fun. He man. was up. He was up in Canada representing the swarm uh, against all the other Canadian kids. And, Dope. Uh, it was pretty freaking awesome um and your son is a goalie correct? he's a goalie he plays box across uh he usually plays field because that's that's the what we usually play here in, in in atlanta but uh his plans actually are to go to college up north and play box lacrosse um which means what stuff. exactly it's the indoor version so basically it's the, it's the difference between nfl and arena football got it it's gotcha. faster it's just crazy the the lacrosse goalies are basically wearing um uh hockey goalie gear and it's just fast i mean he just gets absolutely pummeled as the goalie Oh, yeah. It's so much fun to watch. So, lacrosse well, is great. I mean, fun hypothetical fact. Yes, I'm not sure if 100 correct, but I believe Jim Brown believes he was a better lacrosse player than a football player. Yeah, absolutely. He was uh, one of the few members. I think they're both in the lacrosse and football hall of fame. Yes, um, dude was dude was a uh, was a beast. Um, yeah, yeah, lacrosse athletes and and the sport itself is no joke. It is. It's hard. Um, you know, it's fast. Uh, they don't get paid nearly enough. And uh, it's, it's one of those growing sports, you know, it's kind of like what soccer was 10, 15 years ago, it's kind of a niche sport, but I think it is going to grow a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I, you'll, I think you'll start seeing more and more so, of that going. You know what can grow any sport? Legal gambling. Legal gambling. So oh, yeah. we need more gambling available in Georgia. And then Let's I'm telling you lacrosse is going to be amazing. <laughs> I got 10 bucks in the swarm and roughnecks. Come on. If, I, like, I, if, if I can bet the over, I got mm-hmm. it, man. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. I would love Oh yeah, um, and I guess do we just go here in the boo? Um, or am I saying the trivia? Or are you saying well, the trivia? I'll do it. I'll okay. Do it. But well, I know the answer, so I'm gonna let um Aaron answer yeah. it. So yeah, this is strictly for you, Aaron. 
Uh, and unfortunately, this will be the beginning of the wrap-up segment of the show, even though, I mean, we could probably pull out another beer at some point. Wait, um, hold up. I think we are pulling another beer. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. Let's do it. All right, so final beer, final-ish beer. We might drink more off air. Yes. Um, you got to be here for that, but you're not here. But for what we are here for, I got a trivia question for you, Aaron. Okay. Which is, okay, in NBA history, this player – is tied with Kobe Bryant for the second most buzzer beaters of all time with eight. Uh, Michael Jordan, go figure, is number one all time with nine. But who is the player that's tied with Kobe Bryant for eight? And I got one to two hints for so you. So bad um, at, at NBA trivia. Okay, give me, give me a hint. I'm gonna okay, well, the hint I'll tell you, and this is the hint for everybody at home, is not LeBron James. That's, Even, not, that's not a very good hint. That's a horrible hint. Yeah, but, I mean, we'll, we'll yeah. start there, and I got another one for you. I, I got I to gotta, I gotta go with my point number two, then. Oh man, about how you, well. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna give you two more hints. Okay. One, one uh, think of the theme of the show. Okay. That don't make sense to me, but okay. theme of, theme of the show, like what are the, what cities are associated with the show? Okay. Okay. Um. And if you don't get that one, I have one more for you. Okay, so I'm gonna go with Neek if that's the case. That's Ooh. a great guess, but no. Close, close. You have your right team. Okay, so I got the right team. Uh, Maravich. Think Another sooner. great player. Sooner. More so, recent. More recent. Okay. Jeez oh, Louise. And again, I'll just repeat it for you. Vince Carter? Oh, that's another good <laughs> no. guess, but no. Uh, Last guess. You won't. You, I don't expect okay. you to get this right, so don't, don't feel bad you know if you don't. How about this? Last Jeremy guess. Lynn. <laughs> there you go. That's what I got. All right. That's sorry, insane. That's a oh, insane guess. Insanity. Uh, Asif, what is the answer? Please tell everybody. Okay, the answer, you're not going to believe this. I can't believe I still can't believe it, but it's Joe Johnson. Are you kidding me? I would have gotten, never gotten the million. Right, years. I didn't expect you to get it right. Um, but Joe Johnson is actually tied with Kobe Bryant for the second most buzzer beaters uh, all time. Uh, I didn't, yeah, I mean, honestly, the only thing I could do with that is drink another beer because it doesn't make sense to me. Kobe, yes. Yeah, RIP okay. Kobe for sure. Right. Um, and then while you get to pour in this other beer, which we'll talk about in a second once you're done, uh, Derrick Rose chose not to recruit LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh in 2010. So instead of having them come to Chicago, he let them walk to Miami. And obviously there was a dynasty that developed as a result not of that. Not a dynasty. They won how many? One? I was going to say one and a half. Or, yeah, how many did they win? One or two? They won at least two. Two. Yeah, whatever. But then, yeah. Was, they went to the finals three times, and they went two. Good for them. And yep. one of them was in the shortened season. Yeah. See? Yeah. Shortened seasons count. I mean, it depends what sport it is and how you want the argument to be. But, oh, hey, quick question. Didn't the Braves win their one World Series in the shortened season as well? They um, did. 94, uh, right? 95. Season. 95. Sorry, 95. Yeah. Shortened seasons. It just go around. It does. Yeah, so it might happen for Atlanta again, hopefully. That's right, because 94 was, was canceled. Yeah. 95 was a short That's right. That's what well. it was, because the Mariners were ready, ready to, were going to win the World Series in 94. Again, that Mariners team, A-Rod. <sighs> Listen, I don't know how a team with A-Rod and Ken Griffey Jr. together. Here's why. They had a great starting pitcher. They had no bullpen. Yeah. And I knew it. I knew it the entire year. And I'm like, they are going to screw this up because they have no <laughs> bullpen. And they didn't make a trade at the deadline. And they screwed up. And they have a crappy bullpen. They have Bobby Ayala pitching in the Isn't playoffs. that what usually happens, though? Passion. Passion. <sighs> I would say that's Passion. usually what happens, right? Yes. I mean, yeah. It's pretty much what happens. Yeah, for sure. All anyway. Right. All right, Aaron. I was tell on my honeymoon, by the way, in the 2001. And Oof. Cabo San Lucas watching those games. <laughs> that's rough. My honeymoon. 
That's rough. Anyway, I'm hey, sorry. but at least you had a good time you though. Break my heart. I was drunk. <laughs> no, that's perfect. That's perfect. Exactly. I mean, if you weren't drunk at the time, I would judge you. That's true. That's but true. um, so how about you let us know what we're drinking right yeah, now? Yeah, actually, this one is um, um, shout out to to my neighbor. Actually, he is one of the co-owners and che- and head brewer here at Normal Town Brewing in Athens. I love Normal Town. And um, you know what? They had the unfortunate um distinction of being one of the last breweries to open as a new brewery before this whole COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they literally opened like less than a month before this all happened. So unfortunately, they had to shut down, and they're just slowly starting to get back now. I believe they're just doing beers to go because they're in the same situation as Contrast is. Very slow stings. But this one is, uh, is a, a Hazy IPA Electric Mist, uh, 7.5 ABV. Uh, you know, and uh, it's been it's been cool because again, like I, I've been his neighbor for several years, and he's been homebrewing for years. Yeah, and you know, he'll like Facebook message me, and he's like, "Hey, I got some new beer, come on, try it." And then finally, and the, you know, he'd been talking about opening a new brewery for like the longest time, and then all of a sudden, it's like, "Oh, a new brewery!" So yeah, I mean, so, yeah. I've seen, I saw them in a couple of uh, growler stores. I saw them at Exhibit Ale, like oh. right before the whole COVID thing hit, mm-hmm. and then after mm-hmm. that, I haven't seen them. And you know, I like I thought it was really good beer when I had it. I like this. Yeah, and he's like I said. I mean, he's been doing a lot um, with uh, the hazy IPAs and a lot of the IPAs. He's been he's doing doing it quite a bit, so it's kind of cool to see him. Um, I do know that they have a very small system uh, there in Athens, and I know they sold out almost immediately, like the weekend that they opened. So um, I know that he's uh, kind of working as best he possibly can, just getting some recipes developed, brewing some more brew, uh, brewing some beer up, and trying to get get this whole thing going. But yeah, uh, you know, Athens is starting to blow up. You know, they got, really are. Got a few a few breweries, of course, the classics. Uh, yeah. You know, Creature Comfort. But it, it's weird. I don't think anyone drinks in Athens. I don't know. Is that right? sarcasm or no? Like, <laughs> Because I know a lot of people. I know when I go to Athens, I drink quite a bit. Yes. Actually, why would you drink in Athens? I don't know. Well, last time I was there, Mizzou got stomped, so that's why I was drinking that. Makes sense. That makes sense. That makes yes. sense. Yeah. But, but you know, Creature Comforts, of course, is kind of like you yeah. know one of the OGs along with Terrapin. Uh, but but everyone goes to Creature Comforts. But um, you know, you have had Academia come up uh, yeah. years ago. Uh, of course, Normal Town came through uh, earlier this year. I'm gonna have then, to go check this out. Then Authentic Brewing. Um, I think literally opened like right down the street from, from Normal Town as well. Okay. I believe they opened the last week of the week before. So they're brand new. So hey, I have one so, rule. More breweries, more better. 100%. So do you, do you feel that breweries open in Athens because the target audience is there or the cost of doing business is cheaper? Is it a little bit of both or what? A little bit of both. I okay. I think that, um, you know, you know, interestingly enough, and I, and I, I um, can't 100% vouch for this, but I believe this is true. Uh, the county that uh, that Athens is in is one of the poorest counties in the state. Oh, Clark County. Clark County. It's it's yeah. amazing. I mean, I, I was I was really surprised to hear that. That's but, astonishing. Uh, yeah, but they've but uh, again, so there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, empty buildings out there, and I think a lot hmm. of these places have kind of moved in and helped. And you know, and of course, that's what happens with breweries all the time is they move into an underdeveloped place, start to build Developing. people, and then it kind of it kind of builds up. Uh, so I think there's that. But of course, I mean, you've got a built-in audience of you know, what, 20, 25,000 college students that right are there. aching for beer and their parents and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, of course, every Sunday for the, you know, you get Saturday, seven, every, every Saturday uh, for seven, you know, weeks, you've got a packed house. So oh, yeah. that ain't bad. You know, that, that's not a bad way to get started. So, and, 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 and the competition for the most part in Athens has been relatively small. So we'll see how, you know, again, we've got uh, one, two, three, five, as far as I know in Athens now, so we'll see how that kind of that develops and grows too. So Aaron, when are we opening our brewery in Athens? Oh jeez, I don't know. Monroe. That's what. I, that's where I want to open. Actually, is Monroe. Huh. That's oh. the place to go. It, it, six. It, six. It, I'm sorry. Uh, Southern Brewing. I, was, I forgot about. Okay, that. I I thought Southern Brewing Southern was there. Athens, right. My fault. 
I get it confused whether it's there in Savannah, which is like two completely opposite yes. sides. But yes, but Southern also opened a brewery in Monroe. They've got a, they've got a small out branch in Monroe too. As long as there's another brewery that's opening in Monroe too, so that's coming up and coming. Which is like right next to Athens for those of you guys who aren't so, geographically. Yeah, it's kind of on the road, like when you go to Lawrenceville, Loganville on 78, and then the next big quote-unquote town is Monroe before you hit Athens. So yeah. it's kind of like on that way. Oh, yeah. So, so we're going to open ours in Monroe? We can I'm sorry, do that. Yeah, well, we can do that. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm down with that. You know, we'll do it. We'll do it's that. closer to Gwinnett County, which is good for us. And we then... should find somebody who can actually brew beer. Ah. That would be the big problem. I was just going to mix all the beers we had today into a giant keg and just kind of sell that. <laughs> well, you're the crafted consulting guy. So you... back, back in the day, you know, like when you went to 7-Eleven, you just put like one, one splash of each, each one. There you go. Just... You do the same thing. Just, just work with that. Actually, I've got a good friend of mine, uh, Andrew Cooper, who is a phenomenal home brewer. And I've been trying, I've been bugging him for the past five years to open his own spot. So, so Andrew, if you're listening, Andrew, it's time. Let's do it. Yes, exactly. Let's do it. Let's do it. Bears, Birds, and Brews, stamp of approval right there. Here we go. I mean, mean, us four together. Oh, totally could do it. Building a job. Four of us, that's four separate bots together as one bot, like Ultron. Yes. You know, kind of come through. Like, Like, I'm a red one. So, yeah. Aaron will do the marketing. The bill will do the tasting. I would do the name creating and then you just do the brewing. That's a solid go. operation right there. Someone's got to sell it, you know. <coughs> well, the, the beer, beer will, will sell, sell itself. itself. Yeah. Oh, that's how, okay. That, oh, that's how it works. That's the secret okay. recipe right there. And, the beer um, will sell itself. So that's when me and Oscar are on sync, that means that we have gone too far and that we need to wrap up. <laughs> um, okay, so last things last, ironically enough. Why? Once again, tell the people who you are and what you're representing uh and we'll go and where they can find you hey uh aaron williams Uh, i am crafted consulting like i said i'm doing uh uh, marketing uh, solutions for small businesses especially the craft beer industry uh social media website uh, product launches all that kind of fun stuff that you just don't have time for but you need some help with and you especially right now right now especially as we're going to kind of coming out of COVID 19 you got to raise your hand you got to kind of say that hey i exist i'm here and i'm awesome come visit me uh, craftedconsulting.com. That's crafted-consulting.com. Or you can hit me up at uh, Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at craftedconsulting.com. So, and on social media? Social media, same thing. Crafted Consulting uh, on the Insta, on the Facebooks. Uh, so uh, I try to stay off of Twitter because I hate Twitter. Um, but other than that, we should be good. So. Well, I'm sliding your DMs right now, bro. You could? Okay, cool. I'll, I'll, right. I'll, I'll look it up in like six months from now. Yes. And, right. out, so. Any, and then we got the, prog- we got the plug. Yep. Any sports predictions before we sign off? The Mariners oh. will not win the World Series. <laughs> better one, better one. Um, who is going to win the NFC West next year? Because I feel like that is the uh, underrated, like hardest division in football. Ooh, Maybe next to NFC South. Um, I, I, I honestly, again, I'm going to be Homer here, and I'm going to say the Seahawks squeak it out over the 49ers. Okay. But I think all teams have done well. I think the, I think the Cardinals are going to make some noise. I think really so as well. Um, I think so as well. I don't think they've got all the horses to compete for a, for for a, the championship of the NFC West, but they're going to come up and bite some people. I'm thinking eight, nine, ten win season for those. Give guys. it a year or two, and those Kyler Murray versus Russell Wilson matchups are going to be oh, prime be, time. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think you know the NFC West is going to be really one to watch over the next three or four years because I think it's just those three teams are loaded. Bear. Fingers crossed. My way too early prediction. I got the Cardinals winning the division. I, I, I had 49ers last year. They got Cardinals this year. Yeah, I, I don't. Um, I, I can see where you're coming from. 
That's fine. For what it's worth, I got the Seahawks. So there you go. Once again, this is Bears, Birds, and Brews. Y'all know us at Bears, Birds, and Brews. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music. At Crafted um, Consulting. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and then Crafted Consulting with Mr. Aaron Williams. We got more beer to finish up, but this show is over. Sign you, up, subscribe. You don't have to stop listening, but you can watch next episode. Oh, yeah. We'll see y'all next time. Thank <laughs> y'all very much. See ya.